1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. Once again, we are with Sir Quokington. We are visiting the Ironshore Hollows, which is around Lake Hawaii. And it has its own link. The Ironshore Hollows. This region... The western edge of Lake Orion is home to three broad hollows from which it derived its name. Each of these hollows is home to a small village, and each is inhabited primarily by fishermen who make their living on the frigid waters of Lake Iron Wayne. The Ironshore Hollows, situated on the southwestern edge of Lake Iron Wayne, derive its name from the three natural broad harbours that have long sustained the region's inhabitants with a vibrant fishing industry. Each of the hollows is home to a small but thriving villages, inhabited by fishermen who are happy to make their living on the frigid waters of the vast lake. And let's go and... there's, There's an adventure here. It's Seven Goblins, part one. The hills north and west. The horrifying events that unfolded in the hills north and west of Trilwell. The northernmost of the three thriving fishing villages in the area known as the Ironshell Hollows will be forever among your most haunting memories. Ah, let's start the horrifying events that unfolded in the hills north and west of Trilwell, the north of the three thriving fishing villages, situated in the area known as the Ironshore Hollows, will forever be among your most haunting memories. For three days you followed a lonely woodland road, that wearily snakes its way along the western shore of the immense and frigid Lake Iron Rain. You've encountered few travellers on your trek through the rugged, hilly terrain, and have at times found yourself to be in awe of the majestic beauty of the vast wilderness that surrounds you. The road you've been travelling takes a turn to the northeast and brings you nearer to the lake and close to one of the three villages to be found in the region known as the Ironshore Hollows. It's the northernmost of the trio of settlements that occupies the hollows, the village of Trilwall. As the, as the road passes through the outskirts of the village, it turns sharply to the north, and it's along this stretch to encounter the first signs that indicate something here is horribly wrong. The abandoned wagon at the side of the road, loaded with sacks of grain, sits within sight of some of the first of Tilwall's outlying buildings. A pair of draught horses, still hitched to the wagon, graze quietly in the tall grass at the edge of the forest. You're about to move close and examine the wagon when you spot something nearly a dozen yards past it. Just inside the woods that border the road It's the face-down body of a man. Without a second thought, you rush ahead and discover, much to dismay, that the body is that of a middle-aged man. whose his cloth shirt is soaked with blood. You carefully turn the man's body over and wince at the sight of a deep, red gash that stretches across the breadth of his torso. He has been cut down by a sword. Very likely within the hour. Instinctively, you raise your head from the man's remains and peer in both directions along the road before scanning the trees to the west. In case the perpetrator of this vicious attack still lurks nearby, you find it hard to believe that robbery would be the motive for the slaying, as both the grain-laden wagon and the pair of horses enjoying it will certainly be of value to any would-be highwayman. The sharp snapping of, the tr- of a twig to your left surges to send your pulse racing and part you with what appears to be an answer to your question surrounding the slain man. Leaping out of the thick brush at the edge of the forest, to your left are three cave goblins, the vicious trio, each of them gripping long scimitars, quickly spread out and begin to close in on you from three sides, instinctively assume a defensive stance posture, only to be, only, only an instant before the goblins charge, their deadly blades poised to cut you down. With no way to flee, flee from these vile creatures, you must fight them to the death. It's three cave goblins, and there's law for them. Cave goblin, cave goblins like most of the goblins, are cruel, savage cruel savage race of demi-humans who thrive upon deceit, murder and chaos. Cave goblins are somewhat akin to shade goblins, although they are larger and stronger. As their name suggests, they prefer to dwell in large caves, and they will fiercely defend their lairs against any and all threats. Although they prefer the dark, unlike their shade goblin kin, these foul creatures are not completely averse to the light of the sun. This generally makes them a wider-ranging and bolder enemy. The majority of cave goblins live in sizeable clans, though the larger and stronger of the breed often choose to strike out on their own, seeking out a solitary and cool existence in some dark corner of the world. These malevolent creatures share with all goblindom, a deep hatred for humanity and all that it represents. Hmm. Perhaps that last statement will learn not to apply in all cases. Alright. Three cave goblin wires. Stab. Down goes one. Stab. Down goes the second. Okay. Alright. Blocked. Block. Sh- Shift it, right in the side, and it dies. Thirteen XP. You stare down at the bodies of your opponents as you take a moment to admire your grim handiwork. Without warning, three more cave goblins burst out of the undergrowth. Three of the goblins, each wielding scimitars, step to the side as the four steps forward brandishing a bolt sling, the sight of which serves to immediately fill you with dread. A sharp click, followed instantly by a loud whistling sound, signals that your enemy has fired the deadly missile-hurling weapon, swinging towards you at an impossible velocity. It's a sharpened iron spike. Now, there's a link to bolt skin. It's link now. Okay, time, pause. Time, pause while we read the link.
0: <laughs>
2: the bolt sling. Also, sometimes called a bolt slinger, is a quasi mechanical device constructed out of wood and iron that somewhat resembles a crossbow. The weapon is a devastating weapon that fires sharpened metal bolts at extreme velocities, which are capable of killing outright anything they hit. So, it's kind of like an owlabest, oh, I guess. A series of gears wound by a cord, controlled with a release, release lever give the bolt its awesome power. Bolt slings have been almost universally outlawed throughout all the North Broadlands. But the thing is, uh, criminals don't particularly care if they're breaking another law. But I guess it does make them a lot harder to get hold of. Because I'm not, I mean, I've been adventuring for nearly 40 episodes, and this is the first one I've seen. So apparently the band's working. <laughs> is it? Because, <laughs> uh, admittedly, I think every bandit would probably want one of them. Because, I mean, you can kill people at range, and you don't need to buff up or anything. You don't need to skill, you just need to point. Pew! Dead. Alright, so if my magic was a bit powerful uh, I could use fortification, telekinesis, conjuration or shadow magic all at level 60. And I have no idea, and Sir Krogington has no idea what shadow magic even is. So attempt to dodge the streaking iron bolt. You dive to your right in a desperate attempt to dodge the sharpened iron bolt streaking towards you. Picking a number. Bonus of 26. 20 from agility. 6 from luck. Oh, he's got good aim. All right, pick now. All right, this might be a little easier because I'm smaller. But the game doesn't know I'm smaller. So it's not easier. Pick now. 95. Success. Ah, phew. If I was bigger, it would have hit me. <laughs> the deathly projectile whizzes past as you hop to your right, coming within inches of your back. Well, actually, being about a foot above my back. <laughs> the shower of bark rains down upon you as the hurtling missile slams into a trunk of a tree in front of which you were standing only a moment ago. You've narrowly escaped death. Wasting no time, you quickly regain your feet and leap towards the goblin holding the bolt sling, eager to make certain the creature does not again have the chance to fire the device. Yes. Of course, it takes quite a while to crank them out. They really ought to a surprise weapon. Or, you know, if you have a formation. But fortunately... uh. Apparently, you can't really get enough of them to make a formation. Because otherwise, I'd be in a very sticky situation indeed. The goblin clutching the bolt sling growls something. And immediately, three creatures behind him step forward, brandishing their long-bladed scimitar. Yep, yep, that makes sense. Keep, Keep the melee people in front why you load your why you load your ranged weapons pike and shot and all that but you know with boltsling and scimitars instead probably cuz they don't they don't have to worry about cavalry otherwise they probably would use a pike so i don't think three three's not really enough to make a proper pike formation need a few dozen and also, you're in a wood. So that probably would break up the formation. Uh, well, 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 no matter. They're going to die. As the goblin within the boltsling with the goblins turns and rushes off into the woods, he's just running away. You're supposed to, you know, get move into a position where you can fight me. While I'm engaged with these goblins, and, you, and I can't even see you because there's all these goblins fighting me and getting in the way. The first of the scimitar wielding goblins bounds forward and attacks. Oh, well. well, you can't expect goblins to know advanced military strategy. Slashes you with its scimitar and is slain. 6x me. You leap back from the remains of the cave goblin the creature's two savage kin bound over the corpse, wildly swinging their like right, Two at a time? No problem. I'll take you. I'll take you all on. And you're slain. It's for 12 XP. The momentary silence that follows the defeat of the three goblin warriors is shattered by the sound of a sharp click. Followed by the loud whistling of a bolt sling about to loose a deadly payload. You have but a split second to avoid falling victim to the deadly and unseen oh, oh, That goblin must have listened to my advice! It went and load it went and loaded its bolt sling while I was busy melee fighting. Ah, tricksy goblins! Listen, listening to all this tactical advice I give to them while while fighting them. Ah. We should stop doing that. (laughs) Well, once again, you need 60-plus magic to magic it stuff. But I don't have that yet. I'll get it eventually, but not yet. Attempt to dodge the streaking iron bolt. The last second you catch a glimpse of a silver streak. Streak out of the corner of your left eye and die forward. Praying that your reaction has been in time to spare you a collision with the deadly iron spike. Picking a number. Bonus of 26. Say so I'm going to get 50 or more. Or I get impaled. Pick now. 74. Success. Your swift reaction has very likely saved your life. The sharpened iron sp- spike whistles past, coming within inches of, of the back of your head. As you dive to the ground, you immediately regain your feet, fearful that another shot may immediately follow realising the grave peril you invite by remaining stationary you rush over to the spot where you believe the last slot from the bolt string originated but as you thrash your way through the thick undergrowth at the edge of the wood you find no sign of the goblin or his terrible weapon Suddenly, an alarming sound sails out of the deep forest to the west, one that fills your heart with a pity and dread. It's the desperate, forlorn cry of a young child, as your mind is flooded with the gruesome possibilities represented in a lonely call, which has now fallen silent. You dash into the trees on your white, moving deeper into the woods, desperate to discover the source of the cry. For several minutes, you hack... Hack and hop your way through the thick undergrowth that tears at your arms and legs as you make slow but steady progress into the heart of the tangled forest. Now and again you pause and listen for any sign of the cry. But only the wind and the noisy calls of woodland birds interrupt the stillness of this ancient domain. And the birds aren't giving any help at all (laughs) because probably most of them can't talk of so them might be able to, it's not really clarified. Although, if they're caught, they might just say never more, because <laughs> they just like saying that, it's funny. <laughs> You're beginning to despair that you've lost the chance to find whoever it was, those haunting cries still echoes in your head. When you come across a narrow track running west and north, You follow the trail for several minutes until it suddenly forks. Alright, I can go left or right. I can use woodmanship or divination to help give me some clues as to what to actually do. I'll use divination. Succeeded. You channel your power of divination. And almost at once you sense a great deal of danger lurking along the white fork of the path. Hmm. well, danger you say? Proceed along the white fork despite what you have sensed. you covered nearly fifty yards along the track. The white fork in the track when suddenly the dense undergrowth on each side of the trail explodes. Your heart skips a beat as six cave goblins spill out the path on all sides of you before you can assume a defensive posture one of vicious humanoids its festering lips drawn back into a hideous sneer, thrusts a stone tip spear at you oh no picking a number bonus of 40 40 from agility, 6 from luck 14 from unarmed combat I've got to get 50 or more pick now Hundred twenty-eight success. Shpoing. I jump well above where the spear is. <laughs> you nimbly twist, narrowly dodging the tip of the, of the goblin spear. The sick goblins quickly encircle you, leaving you no option for flight, and forcing you to draw yourself into a defensive stance. The first two creatures their galled thinkers tightly gripping the haft of their crude, stone-tipped wooden spears, closing an attack. All right, yep, <laughs> they learning, they're learning from me again. I said, use spears, make a formation, and this is what they're doing. They keep listening to my tactical advice. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they're not lying from that, it's pre-written, but funny as it's a funny thing to say. The cave Goblin Warriors attack you viciously. All uh, right, real tactical advice: you should um um uh give me cake, lots of cake, lots of cake. Then I'd be too busy eating the cake to 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 fight you. Give me lots of cake. It's the ultimate winning strategy. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they'll do that. All right, <laughs> yeah, twelve XP. Three of the four remaining goblins step over the corpses of their fallen kin and attack. Striking out at you with a cruder way of goblin weaponry. Oh, oh, hmm. Ah, oh, they've abandoned the spear thing. They must be off to bit and get cake then. <laughs> I don't think they're going to keep getting cake for me. Okay, you've got goblin warriors attack you viciously. stab 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 and are slain. All three of them, 17 XP. The last of the six goblins, with apparently no stomach left for flight, turns and flees, dashing wildly along the trail in a desperate bid to escape, to escape the toad slayer that dust felled five of its kin. Attempt to stop the. Sorry, chase or don't? Now, immediately, it will almost certainly lead to a trap. But, if I don't catch it, they'll set up a trap. They'll you'll gather reinforcements and warn them that I'm coming. So, probably better to catch it before it can reach any trap. and Or set one up. Or prime it, or whatever. Attempt to stop the fleeing cave goblin. With no desire to allow the fleeing goblin... To alert any more of its kin to your presence. You decide at once. To make any effort. To stop the wretched creature from escaping. Because I think it's. It's, it's a little no wool, But. The war crimes. They don't count. If they're goblins. It's. It, I don't know. It's just the wolves. I don't make them up. It's just the wolves. So. You could use archery. Illusion. Gating. Or telekinesis. If elementum was a bit higher, I could use that, but it isn't, so I can't. I will use telekinesis. I don't want to, don't want to follow it on foot because of the whole trap thing. 4 XP to telekinesis. You call upon your mastery of telekinesis and focus your energy on the fleeing goblin. A powerful telekinetic blast strikes the goblin's leg. Sending it toppling into a heap on the trail. Eee-poof! The goblin shrieks in an alarm and struggles to regain its feet in the wake of the startling attack. Wasting no time, you rush ahead and swiftly engage the distressed goblin. Ugh, jumping on its head. Knife wielded, stabbing, stabbing into all the gooey bits. Cave goblin warrior stabs at you with its long-bladed knife. But I strike with my equally long-bladed knife, and it is slain. 6XB Following your defeat of the goblin warrior, you spend several minutes watching and listening for any sign that would indicate the more the foul creatures are nearby. When at last you're certain you're not in any immediate danger, you resume your cautious trek along the trail. The trail continues for nearly a quarter of a mile before turning sharply west, then bending back to the south. The base of the small hill, the trail widens and turns again, this time heading to the north and west. You've gone less than a hundred yards along the length of the trail when you spot the body of a man slumped up against the base of the towering oak at the edge of the path. The man's shirt is soaked with blood. His breathing is shallow and wagged. The grey-haired man looks up as you approach and winces as he apparently overcome by a wave of pain. Several deep wounds wither his body. Leave me with little doubt he is yet another victim of the vicious goblins. They have the children! It's all he can say to you before his eyes flicker and close for the final time. I oh, oh, died before I could use restoration. I've oh, been just a few seconds earlier. You bow your head and offer a silent prayer for the man, vowing to avenge his death and discover the meaning of his last chilling words. You continue to follow the trail for nearly a mile as it winds its way into the forested hills north and west of the Ironshore Hollows. Since your encounter with the dying man, you've neither seen nor heard any sign of the goblins that you're certain have fled into this region. I'm guessing they've decided to group themselves up. You're about to abandon your search for the creatures, despite the fact that it seems they may have taken some humans prisoner when the sound of voices from ahead freezes you in your tracks. You leap forward along the trail, keeping low to the ground, and arrive at the edge of a small vale. Peering over the lip of the vale, you are elated to find your tenacity has been rewarded. There are the bottom of the shallow... There, the bottom of the shallow valley is a large gathering of goblins. From your vantage point at the edge of the vale, you count more than two! Dozen cave goblins milling about. Seated against a broad outcropping of rock on the north side of the vale are sixteen humans, all but two of them children. Two adult men are slumped forward and their clothing is soaked with blood, causing you to believe they're dead. The children, however, are alive, though you cannot begin to imagine the terror with which they must view this scenario. Oh dear. Is this, oh no, interdimensional Jeffrey Epstein, who's also a ghost. He's a lich. Yeah, he's a lich. Lich Jeffrey Epstein. As your mind races to come up with a plan to rescue the children from their vile captures, you suddenly become aware of two f- two figures waking their way down into the valley from the east. Anger wells up within you when you realise that this pair of newcomers are human. Men who are seemingly in league with the goblins. The shorter of the two men, a broad-headed middle-aged man clad in a red tunic and leather leggings, boldly approaches the apparent leader of the goblins. The large cave goblin, his thick his thickly muscled arms folded across his broad chest, mutters something in the glossary tongue of his kin that seems to be directed at the two humans. The man in the red tunic scowls a response. ''Save your savage tongue for your miserable clan,'' he says, his striking deep tone of his voice both unexpected and unnerving. ''You told me there would be three dozen!'' Barely count a dozen, and they're all children. Oh, okay. I guess they've got children. They weren't seeking children. They just got children because it's easier to kidnap children. You can just go, do 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 but, of course, then you're going to super-hell, which is like regular hell, but worse. <laughs> the goblin leader grumbles and casts his hand in the direction of the terrified young captives. They fought hard in the village. They fought hard in the village, he snarls, disdain for both of the mannerisms standing before him plain in his tone of mannerisms. This is all that there is. How many are dead in Tewol, says the human, frowning. Twenty or more, replies the goblin, unfolding his arms. We do not wish to linger here. Where is the gold? Very well, we shall raise the dead in the village, and harvest the living you have brought us, he says, his chilling words an obvious reference to killing the children. Here are more. give this lot their gold. Your pulse quickens and your face your face flushes as anger wells up within you. The turn of phrase used by the man in the red tunic raise the dead in the village and harvest the living your borders Leaves you little doubt in your mind that this man that this cruel human is a necromancer and the man with cruel designs on raising the humans, slain by the goblins in Tyrol, and killing the prisoners now huddled on the far side of the Vale. You have no intention of letting either of those horrid events take place. The tall of the two men, previously identified by his cohort as which retrieves a bulging leather bag, presents it to the goblin chief the savage goblin peers into the bag studies its contents for a moment and then draws it shut he grumbles and nods at the two humans having apparently accepted their payment as you begin to hurriedly contemplate your next course of action a sound from behind causes your heart to skip a beat you spin around and find yourself confronted by two snarling cave goblins Sneaking along the narrow trail. The vicious creatures shriek loudly, alerting all within the veils to your presence. Uh, so, so you're, you're not, not giving me cake? I, t- I told you that was a really good strategy, giving me cake. But you're not doing that. Oh, guess it's murder time then. Admittedly, there would have been murder anyway, but still. But I'd have had cake. <laughs> As the savage pair bounce towards you with their scimitars drawn, the goblins in the vale stir into an immediate frenzy. Several of the foul creatures begin climbing up the southern side of the shower valley towards you, while the rest begin moving out of the vale to the west. The two humans turn their gaze upon you, but remain where they are. There is little time to dwell on what is happening in the vale, however. You should quickly find yourself locked in a fight for your life against two merciless cave goblin warriors. And aggressively fight them. They attack you viciously, but not viciously enough, they are slain. Travixby, with the two cave goblins lying at your feet, you rush to the edge of the veil, only to find yourself confronted by seven of the vicious humanoids. The goblins stream up and over the lip of the shallow valley, forcing you to retreat along the trail. You take up a tactical position at the base of a pair of tall pines, allowing you to face them one at a time. The first of the savage creatures bounds along the trail and lunges at you, lashing out wildly with his not-short sword. This is a cave goblin warrior. Let us begin combat! The cave goblin warrior slashes at you with his short sword. And is slain. Twelve six XP. You gaze down at the body of your foes. You take a moment to admire your grim handiwork. You immediately engaged by a cave goblin. Two of seven. Alright, I'll just take these down. Brutal stroke, seven damage. Look over the body of your pose, you force force cause to patch your breath. There's another. He's number three. It's a combat conga. Combat conga. Come back, Conga. Come back, Conga. Come back, Conga. Come back, Conga. You gaze down upon the corpse of your enemy as you pause to wipe, wipe the grime of battle from your face. 7xB. Alright, number 5. You gaze down at the corpse of your foe as you take a moment to admire grim handiwork. Hmm, bit of variety there. And here, we are. you gaze down at the wet remains of your enemy as you pause to wipe the sweat from your brow. And here's the last one. They savage and are slain. All right, six XP. You look over the remains of your opponent as you take a moment to catch your breath. You rush past the bodied corpses of the slain goblins. The lip of the valley. Peering down into the shallow ravine, you spot only the chopped goblin chieftain and the two humans. You surmise the remaining goblins have fled. The sixteen human prisoners, fourteen of them are children, are still seated on the ground against a large rock on the far side of the valley hall. Valley hall. The, the eyes of the bald man in the red, in the red tunic and brawny cave, cave goblin turn in your direction.
0: Kill it,
2: commands the human, his cold, cold gaze falling upon the goblin chief. The goblin seems taken aback by the bold order, and grumbles something inaudible. Kill her yourself, growls the savage creature, who appears to want no part, no part of you following your stunning victory over so many of his horde. The man you believe to be a necromancer grins and produces an iron wand which he levels at the goblin. The goblin chieftain shrieks in alarm and throws his sizeable hands up in front of his face, but he's too late. A violent thunderclap shakes the valley as a wide arc of lightning erupts from the tip of the wand and strikes the goblin, cleanly removing his head. The headless corpse slumps to the ground, and the man in the red tunic steps forward, apparently to admire his handiwork. What happens next confirms your dreadful suspicions. Standing over the corpse of the goblin chieftain, the man in the red tunic makes several strange motions with his hands. He closes his eyes and steps back, as he does... The headless carcass of the hideous goblin leader staggers to its feet. The man you suspected of being a necromancer has just raised the slain goblin from the dead. The necromancer turns and points towards you, as if commanded by the simple gesture. The headless goblin subtly charges, drawing a broad-braided axe as it closes in on you. Okay, I don't know how it knows where I am, but necromancy, it's weird, (laughs) alright, got a few options, rush forward and meet the undead goblins charge, hold your ground and engage the headless undead goblin chief, use archery, if telekinesis, necromancy or or elementalism were a bit higher, I could use them, but they're, they're not, so I can't. I'll just use archery right now. It's it succeeded. Six, 8 XP to archery. You draw and fire your bow twice in rapid succession, sinking two arrows deep into the upper torso of the charging headless goblin chief. The precise hits would have killed any living foe. Do little to slow the hideous creature's advance. With the growing sense of dismay, you quickly prepare for combat. The headless goblin chieftain is swiftly upon you, hacking at you savagely with his broad-bladed axe. You dodge the first of his deadly strokes before countering with your own attack. It's a headless goblin chieftain. young dead goblin chieftain hacks at you with his axe. Brutal stroke for nine damage. All right, I don't. I'm not sure what I'm stabbing. I mean, there's no head anymore. I just, I'm just tearing organs out. here goes the heart. There goes the lung. That goes the kidney. Uh, gallbladder. Okay, if I keep taking organs out, it'll stop moving. Maybe. Well, anyhow, I guess I. The magic's been used up, and it is slain. 21 XP. The corpse of the slain, undead Goblin Chieftain lands on the hillside below you and tumbles into the bottom of the shallow (laughs) vale. Look at you, Goblin Chieftain, dying two times in one minute. You should. That's probably a record. Well, not quite. But I think it is for now. Realising that delay is not an option who swiftly and nimbly descend the treacherous, leaf-strewn slope and arrive at the headless carcass of the goblin. Standing less than twenty yards from you is the necromancer and its taller human cohort. Both men regard you with icy, contemptuous glares. The necromancer folds his arms and smiles. The at his side, who had previously identified... "'as Iwabaw produces a bolt-sling "'and twangs the deadly missile projector on you. "'Another bolt-sling? "'Someone should more enforce the rules that ban them. "'There's no need for her. There's, no, there's no. need for heroics,' says the necromancer, his on search, searching gaze serving to unnerve you. "'I am of the more reasonable sort.' Perhaps there is an agreement we might come to. You stepped forward, momentarily disregarding the deadly weapon poised, pointed in your direction. You boldly demand that these men allow you to leave with the people they've taken. Ca- with the people they've taken captive, Necromancer shakes his head. Not without something in return, friend. He says flatly. I've paid good gold for that lot. I'll sooner deliver you the fate of that savage goblin than relinquish what is rightfully mine. Without appropriate compensation, that is. The man's attitude towards the fourteen children and two seriously wounded adults sickens and angers you. Despite your desire to swiftly engage both the necromancer and his silent cohorts, you realize you must not do anything that might indirectly, directly or indirectly, injure those you are attempting to rescue. A quick glance at the children reveals the wariness that is plainly evident on their grimy, tear streaked faces. Imador noisily adjusts his hold on the. in what seems to be a calculated gesture to remind you of the deadly tool pointed directly at you. A particular item may be of use here. Oh, I happen to know it is... uh, It's the the staff of bats, which you get at the end of the whole Shattered School saga, so... No, you can't... I can't do that. can't do that. I can offer to pay gold. Apparently it's 5,000 gold, but I'm not going to give him gold. He'll just use that to hire more goblins to kidnap more people to make more skeletons. Can't be doing that. Free the captives in some other fashion. As the necromancer and his cohort wait response, your mind races to determine your next course of action. So, I've got a few options here. Could use destruction, elementalism, archery, rush forward and attack the two men, or, you know, actually just actually pay the gold. No, no, not paying the gold. Now, I want to do something where I don't move first. So, archery and rushing forward is off the table because I'll have moved and alerted boltsling guy before Imoador before I can get to them and I'll get shot. So it has to be destructional elementalism. I'll use destruction. It failed. Having failed in your attempted action, you're hastily contemplating your next move when the chilling words and the necromancer suddenly leave you scrambling to save your own life. I'll take care of this one on my own, you he says, as he swiftly produces the iron wand he used to slay the goblin chieftain. He levels the deadly instrument at you. Before you can even react, a deafening thunderclap erupts off the walls of Shallow Vale as a broad arc of lightning erupts from the tip of the wand and streaks in your direction. Alright, I can try to dodge it, but it's lightning. You can't dodge lightning. Unless it's small, magical light, slow magical lightning, which it usually is. Alright, elementalism or fortification. Elementalism. It succeeded. Four XP to elementalism. The ground in front of you quivers and then erupts, showering with dirt and stone, as the arm of the mighty of a mighty earth elemental reaches up into the path of the lightning. A powerful blast of energy strikes the massive hand of the elemental and is deflected into the ground on your right. Your, pu- your timely use of your power of elementalism has, has likely just saved your life. Now, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Earth Elemental. Thank you very much. Always. A gentleman always thanks his elementals. You're quite the small bit of trouble, says the necromancer, his tone devoid of any semblance of emotion. Uh, okay, I'll get the emotion out this time. I've no time to meddle with you now. Another time, then. The necromancer turns to his left, and almost immediately, a swirling black vortex opens in front of him. He and Ilmore step swiftly into the portal, and it closes silently behind them. You waste no time in moving over to free the children. Those hands have been bound with thin, rough rope. They were relieved, many of them overjoyed. Though so several of them break down into frantic sobs when it's believed that both the men who were with them are dead. Close closer examination of the two men reveals, much to relief, they have been badly battered but are still alive and will likely recover from their ordeal. Well, I do have... Restoration to help with that. I mean, if the option turns up. Has it turned up? Use the power of restoration? Nope, nope. Can only use it on myself. After untying three of the children, you instruct them to free the others or you make a quick examination of the area. Your scouring of the valley floor leads you directly to the corpse of the headless goblin chief on the south side of the vale veil. You search the goblin's corpse, but discover nothing of any value. Even his broad-bladed axe is in disrepair, and of little practical use as a reliable weapon. You're about to turn away from his body, and head back to join the freed citizens of Turtworl, when you spot something on the white on, on right wrist of the slain creature. Partially hidden below, a thick leather wing that encircles the goblin's cheap goblin chieftain's wrist is a strange red marking. You slide the ridge ring down and discover the marking is a coup tattoo, the likeness of a tall, thin flame. As you turn away from the goblin's corpse and start to head back to the free captives, you glance back at the strange marking, only to have your heart skip two beats when you suddenly realize it is no longer there. You washed to the side of the slain goblin and stared down at the creature's wrist. But there was no trace of the marking. You saw only moments ago. With no way to explain the unsettling occurrence. And now more eager than ever to gather the people you have freed and leave the forest. You start back towards the former captives. You've taken less than ten steps in that direction, however, when you suddenly freeze in mid step. Your eyes fixed in horror on the thin, tall, thin, red flame tattoo now adorning your right wrist. And it really shows up, me being green and everything. <laughs> you spend several moments examining and touching the red marking that now seems permanently affixed to your wrist hoping your slaying of the Goblin chieftain has not cause you to infle- inherit some terrible curse for which he might have been afflicted. Pausing, p- pushing such unpleasant thoughts on your mind, realising it would seem you would have to live with the mark, at least for now, you turned your attention back to the newly liberated humans and set about the somewhat arduous task of organising them for the rugged trek back to Turore. "'The two men among the sixteen people who have rescued in the forest, "'they all prove to be harder than you could have imagined. "'By the time you reach the edge of the forest, "'they've regained much of their strength and will. "'The children, although impossibly wet, wet wary, "'and many of them still terrified, "'seem to miraculously suffer no ill or use "'at the hands of their savage captors. "'A woman was one of the only elders of Tillwater to survived the goblin attack.' Rushes out to greet you with a throng of relieved and overjoyed citizens as you return to the village. You speak with her at length, filling her in on the details of your battle with the goblins and of the necromancer, whose nightmarish designs seem to involve the capture of living subjects who remain in all for most of the day, hoping to bury the brave citizens of the lakeside village who died defending their homes and families from the cruel horde that swept out of the forest early this morning. Your presence seems to put many of the village survivors at ease, and it is with great sorrow that the grateful people of Turrwall will bid you farewell under the late afternoon sky. As you depart, Turwell, the northernmost of the village of the Ironshore Hollows, you wonder... How long will it be before life in the small, length side settlement can return to normal? You also find yourself thankful you happened upon the village precisely when you did. Although I'd prefer to have turned up a couple of hours earlier. Because <laughs> then I'd be, you know, presumably in the tavern and say, Goblins are attacking! Oh! Stabity stab, 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 stab. And then redcoat necromancer would be like eh, we're not getting anyone here. Toodles! <laughs> but you know more. Sinisterly. You're quite certain just a few more of Toa's grateful citizens feel the same way. The end of a wide belt of fir trees. You're passing out of the northern limits of the Iron Shore hollows. You turn over your wrist to see if the strange mark you quiet in the forest vale is still there and it is and much your growing concern it seems to be gl- seems to be glowing in the deep orange radiance of the late afternoon sun 768 experience to general and that is the end of seven goblins part 1 the hills north and west which of course unlocks Seven goblins part two, which is somewhere. yeah, it's in trollneck in Eastern Tosa. And that'll yeah, that'll be what we do next, unless any new content is re- released. because that always takes priority. All right, now saving. and until then, farewell